Welcome to the Happy Healthy Mom podcast, the podcast that's all about helping you become the mom you've always dreamed of. I'm Bree, the wife, mom, registered nurse, and certified health coach who is passionate about helping you cut through the overwhelm, noise, and frustration so that you feel empowered and hopeful in making all the right choices to find true wellness for yourself and your family. Are you ready to be a happy, healthy mom? Awesome. Let's dive in. The information in this podcast is not intended to heal, treat, or cure. It's not intended as medical advice or to replace an individual relationship with a qualified healthcare professional. Please continue visiting with and being treated by your primary care physician or healthcare provider. Hey, it's Bree here, the registered nurse and certified health coach of hippydippymom.com. I am here to help you beat your brain fog so you can have more energy and be the happy mom that you've always dreamed of being while also raising healthy kids. So today we're going to be talking about mom brain and brain fog. I have heard this term used many, many times, or these terms used many times interchangeably, and they're not the same thing. So I want to clarify the difference and then talk to you a little bit about what you can do to help improve both of them. So like I said, these should definitely not be used interchangeably. They're very different things. So first we're going to talk about the differences. And then I'm going to give you some tips to, again, work on improving both of them. And then I also have a free resource for you, um, which I'll give at the end. So mom brain is what happens to our brain when we become responsible for new little lives, right? So think back to your pre-mom life. Did you already feel busy? Like you had a lot on your mind? You know, did you feel stressed out? And that was just with remembering and thinking about things for yourself, the things that just you needed. Maybe sometimes your significant other, but for the most part, we were just responsible for ourselves, right? Um, You know, then we go and throw kids into the mix. So that just means we have a lot more to think about, a lot more to do, a lot more responsibility. You know, when we have infants or babies, we have to um, think about feeding them and cleaning them. And we're also sleep deprived. So of course that's going to make everything so much harder. So, you know, and one of the things that I found really overwhelming when I was a new mom, when my daughter was a baby was the diaper bag. (laughs) I would stress out over what to pack in the diaper bag. And this would be for simple trips to like target or the grocery store or if I knew we were going to be gone for a couple of hours, you know, what if I forget something? What, what if I miss something? What if something's wrong? What, you know, all these things, right? So I would stress about the diaper bag and then nine times out of 10, I would forget something. So, you know, but that just kind of shows like all these little things that we have to remember with having little ones. Then as they get older, we have to remember all their things, where they put their things. Um, come up with random or answers to random questions on the fly. Like, why is the sky blue? What does this word mean? What, you know, why, 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 why? Your kids do that, ask you why 500 times. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. I used to tell my daughter, supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just to shut her up basically. Because then she would go, 
okay, <laughs> that was my trick. Um, you know, we have to still remember to feed them and clean them or maybe not specifically clean them, but at least remind them, like, did you brush your teeth? Did you wash behind your ears? Did you wipe when you went to the bathroom and wash your hands? You know, we have to remember all these things. And then um, we have to follow up with our kids about it too. So that's just more on the brain. Um, and then, like I said, we're still having to think about and remember and do all the things we already did before we were moms. So it's just mom brain is really just we have a lot to think about. We have a lot more responsibility and we just only have so much room up here. Um, and mom, mom brain can get better or worse, even depending on kind of the season of life that we're in. So right now it's summertime. I feel like my mom brain isn't as overwhelmed because, you know, we're just having fun. We're just doing whatever we want to do throughout the day. Um, my standard answer when my daughter asks me, what are we doing today? I don't know. We're playing it by ear, you know, which is, I like that. I think that's awesome. It, we can just do whatever we want. We decide we want to go on a hike. We can just go on a hike, right? So I'm not having to remember her schedule and all these little things that we have to do throughout the day. Now in about a month, school's going to start. Yay, school's going to start. <laughs> Let me know if you're as excited about it as I am. Um, but with school starting, so my daughter's going into second grade. First grade was pretty easy. She didn't have any homework um, except like a little packet that she would have to do on the weekend. Um, but I'm assuming in second grade, she's going to have more homework to do. So that's something I'm going to have to remember to remind her to get done. I'm going to have to help her with it. I'm going to have to make sure it's in her backpack and remind her to turn it in. She has different start times throughout the week. So Monday, she starts later than the rest of the week. So I'm going to have to remember that. Um, you know, packing her lunch, then she's going to start dance lessons again. We also do CrossFit kids classes. We all go to the gym together. So my mom brain's going to get worse because there's just so much more for me to remember starting in about a month. So that in a nutshell is mom brain. Does that make sense to you? Um, you know, how is it making you feel to be able to separate these two terms, mom brain and brain fog? I when I realized that they're different, I felt relief around it. And this is one major reason why I feel like it's so important to stop using these two terms like they mean the same thing. Because if we really believe that brain fog or that we have brain fog just because we're a mom, then that contributes to feeling even more helpless. Like this is just something you have to suffer through and cross your fingers that maybe someday it'll get better, it'll go away. Let's stop that right here, okay? So there were so many times where, you know, I remember personally showing signs of brain fog and I would just go, you know, what, oh well, mom brain, what can I do about it? You know, and I continue to hear so many people doing the same thing. In reality, brain fog is something that can 100% be healed. It is absolutely not something that anybody has to suffer through. Um, brain fog is a health issue. So it's 
any number of symptoms and it can show up different for all of us. Um, but there is the number of symptoms that is our body's way of communicating with us that we're not treating our body as we should and that we're out of balance somewhere. Um, and so some of these symptoms that are typical in a lot of brain fog is, of course, we can't think clearly. We have fuzzy thinking. Um, sometimes it can show up as headaches, depression, anxiety. We can be cranky, um, definitely fatigue. Like we wake up feeling like we're ready to go back to bed. That was something that was so prominent for me every single day. I would wake up like, when can I go back to sleep? And, you know, it would just be counting down the hours all day till bedtime. Um, but then brain fog can also contribute to insomnia. So we're so tired, but then when we're finally able to get back into bed, we can't go to sleep. So then it's just this kind of cycle, right? Then if you're in that mom brain stage where you have a baby and you're sleep deprived too, I mean, that just adds to it. So then we can start to feel overwhelmed. We can start to feel helpless and hopeless. And there are more symptoms. Um, mom brain is with us as long as we're responsible for our kids. And like I said earlier, it's better or worse, kind of depending on the season of life that we're in right now and how, how old our kids are, right? How much they're dependent on us. Um, so brain fog is not something we ever have to experience. It can totally be healed, like I said, and it's a sign that there are more serious health issues to come. And I don't say that to scare you, but it is typically a very early warning sign that, you know, it's like I said, our body's way of communicating with us. So our body's telling us, hi, you're not doing something right. And it needs to change. And oftentimes we ignore it. Again, we just think, oh, it's mom brain. Or, you know, we're good at ignoring things. We're good at adapting. So we don't make changes, we don't fix it, and then we will see other issues down the road. Um, I'm reading a book right now that I find super interesting. You might not. It's 600 pages of science and case studies and terms about hormones and neurotransmitters and all these things. But the book is called Why Isn't My Brain Working? And that's kind of what he says in the book, basically, is we have all these early warning signs and that quite frankly, aren't diagnosable. Like doctors, there's no ICD-9 code for brain fog. There's no medicine for brain fog, thankfully. Um, and I just say thankfully because then that would be something else that we wouldn't be looking for the root cause for. We would just be searching for that magic pill to cover up the symptoms without actually fixing the problem. Um, so... But he also talks about that if we're not, if we don't start treating our body right, if we don't start balancing it out, um, then what we see later in life are the horrible things like dementia and Alzheimer's and all these other things going on with our brain that are just horrible. So again, I don't say that to scare you, but take brain fog seriously. Um, so... One thing that can kind of be, I guess, interchangeable with mom brain and brain fog is that, um, you know, brain fog can definitely make mom brain worse because if we have any of those things that I listed, the fuzzy thinking, the insomnia, the fatigue, you know, the hopelessness, helplessness, depression, of course, 
our mom brain is going to be worse. Um, and the one thing that's really interchangeable is that as you make improvements to one of them, so let's say you start to work towards improving your mom brain, you will notice improvements in your brain fog and then vice versa. Um, so let's get into what you can do to start improving both of them. So for mom brain, one of the biggest, probably hardest things that we can start to do is we can start to say no. And I say it's one of the hardest things because just to kind of stereotype as women, we are people pleasers. So when someone asks us for a favor or to do something, we want to say yes because we want to be nurturing and we want to help everybody. And for me personally, I want to feel like I'm superwoman and can just do it all. So that's an issue I have. <laughs> Maybe you can relate. So start to say no. So can you volunteer for this? No, I'm sorry. I can't. I don't have the time. Um, you don't even have to give an explanation. Just, you know, no, I'm sorry. I'm not able to. Um, can you carpool? Can you bring snacks? Can you, you know, can you come to this event? Can you hang out? You know, just start to say no. Take some things off your plate because if you start to, as you start to say no, that just kind of frees up more room in your brain to be able to remember the things that you have to remember, the things that you have to do. So just start to say no. And it gets easier as you start to practice this, it gets easier and you start to not feel as guilty. Um, depending on your kid's age, start to make them responsible for more things. So my daughter's seven, I'm trying to make her more responsible for things like, you know, brushing your teeth without me having to tell you 10 times. And we have a checklist by the door, the garage door. So as we're leaving to get into the car, she has a checklist and there's only three things on it. There's only three things on this checklist that, sh that I ask her to remember. And it is get your water bottle, get your sweater if you need one. And then if it's for school, get your backpack. And so she has that reminder. I have a picture and the word and her name on it. So she has that reminder as we're walking out the door. And then that helps her to remember. So just work with your kids like one thing at a time to make them more responsible for things. You know, give them praise like that helps me so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it because that makes them feel good and want to do it more. Right. So make them responsible for more things. And then this will help take things off of your plate at the same time. The next thing is to ask for help. So this one, too, can be a little bit hard because, again, you know, we want to be able to do it all. So ask for help, whether that's, again, asking your kids to dust or empty the dishwasher, asking your significant other to make dinner or um, empty the dishwasher, something, you know, all these little things just add up. Either they add up to us feeling overwhelmed or they add up as we pass them on to helping us feel a little bit relieved. Um, there's an app that I love that I feel like is super helpful. Um, for me in this area and the app is Cozy, it's C-O-Z-I. And it's basically a calendar app, but what I love about it is that, so I have it on my phone, my husband has it on his phone um, and, and we can sync them. So I'm entering something on the calendar, maybe you know a call, like a coaching call I have, and it automatically pops up on his phone. So then we can very easily and quickly see what each other is doing throughout the day. Um, so if there is something where I might want to ask him for help, I can look at the calendar to see if he's busy. 
And if he's not, then I'll ask for help. It also has sections for where you can create lists. So you can create a to-do list, a honey-do list. That's an awesome section. Um, and then grocery lists. So again, like as I'm maybe cooking dinner, if I run out of um, garlic powder, I'll put it on the list on Cozy. And then if he happens to stop by the grocery store on his way home from somewhere, he can just open the Cozy app, pull up the list, and everything that I've put on there will pop up for him. So I love that app. I feel like it just alleviates some of the things that I have to think about, even asking for help, right? We have to think about asking for help. So that helps with that too. Now with brain fog, um, some things that you can start to do to, to start to feel relief from brain fog really, really fast. Um, the one thing or one tip I'm going to say is to reduce your toxic load. Um, we are exposed to toxins everywhere. Our bodies are just inundated with toxins and they honestly, just after so much exposure start to wreak havoc on our health. And again, one of the early signs of that is brain fog. Um, but this can be tricky because there's very minimal regulation on labeling of skincare product of all products, really skincare products, food products, whatever. There is minimal regulation on what can be put on there. So remember that the front of a label is all marketing. You can pretty much ignore that part. You know, it could say like no sugar, gluten-free, whatever, organic, and it could basically be BS. So the really important part is the ingredients. So when someone's done working with me in my one-on-one -on -one coaching program, they leave the program knowing what to look for on labels to avoid. So you could walk into any store needing any item, food, skincare, cleaning, whatever, and you will be able to look at the ingredients and go, mm, oop, nope, there's that one word that Brie told me about to avoid. So I'm putting that back on the shelf. So, you know, we can't rely on apps. We can't rely on certain blogs. We can't rely on our friends. We have to rely on ourselves and learn how to read labels. It is so important to our health and wellness. Um, so that's why I coach, that's part of my coaching program is teaching people how to reduce toxins, what to use instead, and why it's so important. Um, the second tip I'm gonna give you to help improve your brain fog is you really have to watch how much sugar you're taking in. It's really easy to take in too much sugar because it's everywhere. It's in everything. And again, we have to know how to read labels because the last time I checked, there's like 60 alternate names for sugar, over 60 alternate names for sugar. Now, we don't have to memorize all of them. There's a few that are used more often than the rest, but it's important to know like the basics for sure. So for sugar, um, the recommended daily amount of added sugar for kids is 11 grams for the whole day. Now I would definitely take that number down for younger kids and then it can be increased for older kids. Um, for an adult woman, the daily amount is 25 grams and then for an adult male is 36 grams of sugar in a day. So that is pretty much the only number I recommend my clients look at on the nutrition label so that you can start to really gauge how much sugar you're getting in a day. Now, one thing with reducing our sugar intake is in the beginning, like the first week of reducing our sugar intake, we're going to feel way worse. 
because our body is actually withdrawing and detoxing from us having too much sugar for a long period of time usually. So you're going to feel worse in the first week. Um, but then once you get on the other side of that first week, it's like, the heavens open up, you feel better than you felt in a really long time, right? Um, so sorry, I kind of sang a little bit. I have a horrible singing voice. <laughs> so reduce your toxins, watch your sugar intake, try to keep it at those numbers that I mentioned, or even a little bit below. Um, so the free resource that I mentioned is actually a 10 day challenge that will help you eliminate or start to eliminate your brain fog. So it's 10 days, it's 10 emails delivered directly to your inbox with six different videos. And then you also get a workbook plus the list I created of 101 non-toxic items. So remember I said reducing our toxic load is really important to helping our brain fog. Um, so, and I like to make it as easy as possible for you. So I'm just giving you this list of items that I have looked at and used and know that they're not toxic, they're not greenwashed, and they also work well. So I will provide um, the link for that for sure. So that's it for today. I really want to know how separating these two terms makes you feel. Do you feel relieved about it? Do you feel excited that there are ways to improve both? Um, join this free 10-day challenge. I, again, will provide the link for you. And then let me know. Share this um, information with other moms. This is really important to get out there and let moms everywhere know that, no, they don't have to suffer through this just because they're a mom. Brain fog can totally be healed. And it's so exciting for me to watch my clients healing their brain fog and feeling better than they've ever felt. If you're interested in learning more about working with me, you can always send me a message too. That's it for today, mom brain versus brain fog. Till next time, friends, take care.